1: To extra time on SCNZ. This is SENZ twenty-seven away from eight o'clock. Ricardo Ball with you on extra time, and it is time for uh, that's my team. And the team that we are profiling tonight is the Canberra Raiders uh, with John Sharkey the Third from the Blake and the Pork podcast. Uh, G'day, John. How you doing, mate? Thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, I'm doing well.
0: How you doing, Ricardo?
1: Yeah, good, thanks, mate. I, I just want to double-check, because now I've heard the accent, you know, this is about the Canberra Raiders and not the Las Vegas Raiders, right?
0: Yes, uh, uh I'm, I'm actually quite happy about that, because uh, I grew up hating the Las Vegas Raiders or the Oakland Raiders or the Los Angeles Raiders, wherever they were. I'm, I grew up in Philadelphia, so yes, I am... Uh, an american in a strange land here
1: <laughs> yeah yeah oh, you'd be you still hurting after the super bowl as well i i thought i thought the eagles had that wrapped up
0: yeah we are how do we agree to never speak about that game again i'm uh <laughs> i'm not quite uh it's still a little too soon the wounds are a little fresh i uh i was on kind of borderline turning into the joker watch for a minute but <laughs> i think i've i've come down from that so we'll uh Let's just let's agree to never speak about that game again, all right, Ricardo? Sounds sounds good to me, John. <laughs>
1: let's talk. Let's talk another green machine, then. Uh, let's talk. Sure. uh your, your your Canberra Raiders. Um, I mean, obviously, you're not born and bred in Australia. So, when did you uh, uh, discover rugby league, and when did you start following the Raiders?
0: Well, I moved to Canberra at the end of 2009. My wife uh, spent most of her life here, so we moved here. Yeah, just. 13 or you know 13 or so years ago and i at the time i was still grappling with visa things so i couldn't really work a full time job so i kind of just uh became obsessed with rugby league very easily um i'm kind of a sports fanatic when it comes to uh, you know other realms of the world so it was really just an easy thing to slot into
1: yeah, all right. And so, and so 2009, I mean, uh, you missed that, I guess, what you call the heyday. I mean, I, I, you know, remember the great Canberra team when Ricky Stewart was uh, was running things at halfback with Laurie Daly and Bradley Clyde and Johnny Lomax and, and, and Brent Todd and those kind of guys. Um, uh, so, I mean, from you, your introduction to the Raiders, was it just because you were living in Canberra? You didn't kind of shop around your fandom at all?
0: Oh, you know, I'm a big supporter of, you know, you support the team from the town you live in. There was no way I was going to be, you know, even my name would suggest I might be a Cronulla Sharks fan. No, nothing like that. I live in Canberra. That's where I'm from. Those are my team. That's my team. Those are my dudes. So that's kind of how I've always lived.
1: All right. Well, I mean, now that you've embraced rugby league, you know, you've been a fan for the best part of 14 years of, of, of the Canberra Raiders. Who, If I had to ask you for your top three Raiders... Um, in that 14 years, who would they be?
0: In the 14 years, they would probably mm-hmm. be kind of off the beaten track guys. Like my first love was Terry Campese. I mean, he really he sucked me into the team early. Uh, you know, the first year I really followed, Jared Croker was just a young lad. You know, mm-hmm. he was a rookie. Uh, so, um, I don't know. Uh, Daniel Vito was another one from that 2010 mm-hmm. team that was just a flash up and down the wing. So, I kind of look on that era with... Uh, Rose tinted glasses or green tinted glasses, if you will. Um, but over the years, you know, you know, it's such a small city. Canberra treats the Raiders kind of like we treat a high school football team in the United States. It's it's very localized. It's very community based. I go out. I see Jordan Rapana, Woolies, like once a week. You know, I see these guys around. So they've just kind of become, you know, just staples of the community. So they're all they're all my dudes and. You know, I just—it's I, hard to to pick out three, but i, I think I I nailed three that kind of that hooked me in early.
1: Mm, all right, was well, you know you, you like guys with a bit of flash and a bit of dash. Uh, in, in the off season, you've lost Charles Nickel, Clockstad to the Warriors you've lost Josh Hodgson to Para, although you didn't have him much last year so it almost feels like not so much of a loss and Ryan Sutton's gone to the Dogs Adam Elliott's gone to the Knights on the flip side, you've brought in Danny Levi who gives you some cover at hooker and Pasami Solo from the Knights as well um, and you've, you've brought and a couple of kids into the team as well I mean, from 2022 to 2023 where do you think the squad sits? Are you better than you were last year? Are you weaker?
0: What, what, what are your thoughts? Well, the pluses and minuses—they—they they even each other out slightly. I'm really sad to see Charms go, but for the most part of last year, he wasn't playing first grade anyway. Because Ricky does the thing where if you kind of sign your future away, you're uh, you're banished to reserve grade. Mm. And uh, I don't know. And he gave Xavier Savage—you know, God bless his uh, his broken face right now. But uh, he's he's got he had a lot of he showed a lot of ability last year. And it was really good to see him flourish. So that, that position, you know, I think we might – I'm not going to say evened out because Savage has a long way to go, but I think we're, we're steady there. Uh, Levi, he really showed me a lot. I mean, the game was pretty bad this weekend, I mean, against the Bulldogs. But he showed me that he's going to be kind of a steady hand at number nine. We don't really have that yet in, in the young Zach Wolford. He's still, I think, a little green. He, he had flashes of brilliance last year, but you know, I, I think Levi's going to bring in just a little bit of stability there, especially with Tom Starling, still kind of a guy that comes off the bench and gives you that burst, that kind of like extra, in the NBA they'd call it the, uh, like the six-man award, you know, a guy comes off the bench and just scores ten points right away. So, Levi's really going to be good for us. Uh, there's There's another kid that He showed me a lot over the weekend. Uh, He's a kid named Adam Mariota. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Mm -hmm. He's a a young kid in the forward pack. He basically looks like a mini Josh Papali. He is the same body type, the same, you know, he just work rate goes and goes, his legs never stop. He's also just a a great kid. You know, we've, uh, I mean, friends of mine have referred to him as Mr. Good Vibes for the last few years, because I don't know if you've, you remember the uh the ball boy who used to join in all the try celebrations at home at Canberra Stadium it was kind of a made the rounds on Twitter but but that was him and he's kind of rose risen up the ranks of the uh of the Raiders youth crew and uh now he's he's ready to make his break into into the first grade i think he's really going to do well he's just a good kid and i really i have uh high hopes for him. and he showed me a lot over the weekend so yeah you know mm-hmm. the Raiders they're going to be they're going to be okay this year. I I think it's kind of a foolhardy thing to, to pick a dead set number at the end of the, at the end of the season where they're going to fall. But they have the cattle to finish. I mean, anywhere between eighth and third. If that mm-hmm. that's my best summation of what we got.
1: Yeah, well, I, mean, I was going to ask you about that because you, you know you've you've picked Zach Wolford and Tom Starling and talked about them two very good energetic young hookers who, um, who yeah you know you know I guess have taken turns sitting behind Josh Hodgson on the pine and playing that fourteen role but he's he's gone now so I guess it's about one of them taking that leadership role right and uh, I think Zach's old yeah. man Simon's probably got to uh, be in his ear as well he he'll give him some decent guidance are you happy with <clears throat> the experience you've got around them in the pack.
0: Oh, yeah, it's going to be – I mean, the pack is really Canberra's like, bread and butter. You got, you got like, guys like Papali and, and Tapanay who are just going to completely bulldoze you for, for most of the game. You know, 60 minutes a game, both of those guys. Uh, and the, the back row is, you know, last year, you look at where we scored a lot of our points. They can't – you know, we didn't really get too much production from the outside backs. A lot of it came from people like Hudson Young, and then Corey harawira we Renaira off the bench. Just came, he would just come on and be a flash, and score two tries. Really, just he, he's just such a just a hot player off the pine. So, the the pack is really not where I'm worried about at all. What I'm kind of I'm I'm wondering about, like I said, is the is the outside back situation. Hmm. And thankfully, we have somebody like. Harley-Smith Shields coming back from injury. Last season, he didn't play at all because he he tore his ACL in the preseason. So I'm hoping to see a little bit more production out of the outside backs. You know, just – I don't want to say a little more orthodox uh, offense because the Raiders, they kind of always played chaos ball. But, you know, they love that that kind of uh, X-factor game. But it would be – I think that with Harley-Smith Shields, coming back into the into the group but we're going to see a little bit more production from the outside backs yeah
1: okay um whereabouts uh where where do you sit on Ricky Stewart the coach I mean he's been there for a long long time (laughs) he's won a premiership obviously previously with the Roosters he's been the New South Wales coach as well um but you know Sticky I, I feel like you know he's a love him or hate him kind of guy and there are I'm sure there are fans that are thinking well you know he where are we going? He he kind of gets them gets the Raiders to a certain point and then no further and and then of course he has that demeanor. He reminds me a little bit in terms of the way he deals with the media of Bill Belichick, like he's an Aussie Bill Belichick. I don't know what you make of that, but yeah. um, where, where are you with with Ricky Stewart?
0: Look, I can't. You know, I, I live in Canberra, so if I say anything bad about Ricky Stewart, he's probably outside my house right now, like <laughs> listening to this and. Uh, <laughs> I mean I see him every time I go to my son's football club. He's always there. Uh, he's kind of a ubiquitous Canberra figure. Uh, it's you know the Bill Belichick, that's a pretty good you know uh, comparison. I would say I would save that really for for Bellamy. Bellyache seems like you know not not even similar names, but it's just hard to put your finger on it because Ricky he'll get you so you're right, he'll get you so far. He got us to that grand final in two thousand and nineteen. And some will say that we were kind of jobbed out of that, and I'm one of those people. I was at that game. You know, that call goes any other way. We could win that game, you know, nine to eight or something weird like that. There wasn't much time in there. So I think if he wins that game and we win that grand final, his legacy has changed a lot in the way that people talk about him. And, yes, he can get you to a certain point in the postseason, but who else? Say say we fire Ricky Stewart tomorrow. Who are we mm. going to get to replace him? That's the other thing. He's so ingrained in the culture of Canberra. I'm sure that... Like, I, I have thoughts where... I'm thinking, you know, Ricky Stewart, he could probably die at the age of 90 and still be named head coach for five years after.
1: I think we, we lo- where I lost you was you said... I mean, if Ricky basically passed tomorrow, what, they'd put a statue up of him outside Bruce Stadium?
0: Well, th- that would happen, obviously. But... I still think, if, say, say Ricky Stewart coaches the team until he's 90 years old, and then he passes away. I think he would be named as the head coach for five years after that. Like, that's how. <laughs> the you know ghost I mean? of Ricky Stewart. I don't know who. And since he's come in into the team, it's just there's that feeling in, in Canberra that he's kind of irreplaceable. Love him or hate him, yes, he gets under your skin. He's kind of grumbly. He's not the most personable guy at the, at the podium all the time, but you know, he does, he does elicit that response from players that will, like some players will run through a brick wall for him uh, but other players will jump on a plane and fly back to England immediately because of him so, <laughs> you know it, it, it's, he's, a, he's a certain flavor and you just got to roll with it, so we need players that can kind of respond to that kind of coaching Well, I, yeah, I get I, what
1: you're saying about Ricky being a, a Canberra legend, but I'll give you another Canberra legend uh, what about
0: Laurie Daly? Done all right with New South Wales. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, he, that's a good choice. Do you think? I mean, I can't speak to it because I don't really have too much. I don't know experience with, with laws. You know, he was uh, and, and coaching origins a lot different than coaching at club side. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he would be. You know, better than how. You know, I I wasn't around for this, but reading. I've read a lot of you know books about Canberra Raiders history. It seems like the Mal Meninga tenure was not very uh, heralded era of Canberra football, and he's he's done really well with uh, with the Kangaroos, you know. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if rep sides really or rep coaching is indicative of what you're going to get at a club level. So I don't know. I mean, right. that's my question. That's my question to you. Who's going to take over for Ricky Stewart if he leaves? That's yeah. a very good
1: question. <laughs> That's a very good question. And sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes you need to go outside of the club. Sometimes you know need to find yeah. somewhere completely new and bring a, a whole new voice and a whole new thought process in, you know?
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. It's hard in Canberra again. It's kind of like a you know, it's a very uh old school old boys network in Canberra. They like to they like to hire in house and look after their own, which I, I respect, you know, as a Philadelphian. That's how we treat like every aspect of our lives. So, um, but yeah, you're right. You're good. there's gonna be a day when they're gonna have to look a little further afield than just ex players. I don't know. A name mm-hmm. that comes to mind that that maybe would be good for the job, somebody like John Morris. You know, yeah. I think he did a really good job with the Sharks with that baby Sharks team at the end of uh two seasons ago. He really got them in a good spot for Fitzgibbon to take over. So he's a name that that comes to mind immediately. I don't know. It's it's hard. I know Blake, my uh Blake and the Poor compatriot, he loved banding about the idea of Justin Holbrook maybe coming into the uh into the fall, but I don't know. He hasn't done too uh too flash shot with those Titans. So No, that they, they need a
1: bit of work yeah. for the Titans, that's for sure. All right John. Yeah, hey before before bit. before um before we go, I, I've got a couple more questions for you, and one of them, I don't know how you're going to answer this one. One <laughs> player, one player at the club that you would happily drive to another club because you're like, oh, I, we don't need you here.
0: Oh, this is a tough question because I, you know, like I said, I see him everywhere. You can't escape Canberra Raiders in the city. They were at my daughter's school this week. You know, I see him at Woolies. Uh, sometimes I look in my backyard, and one of them is is rummaging around in my trash. It's just they're <laughs> everywhere. But um, you know, I think if I had to drive one, I, maybe I wouldn't drive him to another club. Oh, maybe Emory Gouler. Not because I think he's a bad guy or even a bad player, but have you seen his haircut? <laughs> Did you see that thing? It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Yes. That so, yeah. So maybe. Even, maybe I won't drive him to another club. Maybe I'll drive him to a barber.
1: Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> that's the go. All right, John. Hey, listen, I appreciate your time, man. I really, really do. Thank you very much for coming on and talking uh, your Raiders with us. Keep up the good work at the Blake and the Pork podcast. And I uh, hope you enjoy your 2023 yeah. season, eh?
0: Thanks, bud. Thanks, Ricardo. Thanks for having me. Uh, anytime.
1: Give me a uh, call. Gra- Yeah, will do. Good stuff. John Sharkey, the third, there with us. Talking Raiders for That's My Team. You can catch him on the Blake and the Pork podcast as well. This is SENZ. Extra time. We are nine away from eight.